Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina, on Sports Byline USA, uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. People want the authenticity, right? They want to know a little bit more. They don't want just the cliches. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well to be able to share with different people. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. When you're around somebody that has that joy and you can feel it and it's contagious. Um, Every day I ask, you know, what does God have in store for me and how does he want to utilize me in this position that I hold. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. In just a little bit, we'll be joined by former NFL quarterback Jeff Kemp. Uh, He's also a speaker and an author of of the, the topic Facing the Blitz. And so I think you'll be really encouraged by what he has to share with us today. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll do our segment, Unpack This. And I'm going to look at the, the fundamentals that, that ended up changing for Mason Crosby or, or just his perspective that he got back to the fundamentals and how that translates to our own lives and, and how that translates to our faith journey. And, and so I mean, he, he went from having a terrible game, missing a ton of kicks, to then on Monday Night Football hitting a game winner. And so he described what changed for him. And I think it can be a challenge to, to all of us today. Uh, also, up next, we're going to do our segment, I'm Convinced. And I think there were two huge stories this week that could really change college football and college basketball. And I'm a fan of both. And I'm also a fan of the NBA and the NFL. And I think all are being affected by these two decisions. And I'm just I'm wondering what the trend will be and, and the dominoes that will fall moving forward. So... Uh, we'll get to that. Also, some thoughts on LeBron, Kobe Bryant, and the Buffalo Bills. So I'm convinced about a few different topics this week that I look forward to sharing with you. It's Unpacking It. We're just getting started here on Sports Byline USA. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. And we'll be back on Sports Byline right after this. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. And be sure to subscribe to our email devotional and our podcast. Coming up, we'll be joined by former NFL quarterback Jeff Kemp. But first, we've got to do our segment, I'm Convinced, where I take a look at the sports world and the biggest stories from the week and let you know what I'm convinced of. And so let me start with this. I'm convinced college sports are going to look a lot different in the coming years because of two huge stories that took place this week that have the potential to be major dominoes. 
first, Nick Bosa decided to leave Ohio State early to prepare for the NFL draft. And then the G League in the NBA, they're now starting in the summer of 2019 offering select contracts worth $125,000 to elite prospects who are at least 18 years old but not yet eligible for the NBA draft. So both of these stories are are very closely connected because we can kind of see where things are heading. And so let me first start as as a college sports fan. I think this is very concerning because now the best players available to play in college in football or basketball won't be there either at all or as long as they could be. Because this is going to start a trend. I'm afraid that it's going to. We've already seen in college football a little bit where players sit out a bowl game. But now if Nick Bosa says, hey, I'm, you know, he's, he's, he's been injured and is trying to get back. But he's saying, hey, I'm out for the rest of the season and I'm bailing on my teammates. I don't care about winning a championship. Now, he's, he's, he's more saying, hey, I want to get healthy. I want to focus on the NFL draft. But that's kind of what he's saying as well. And, and so... Other guys will end up seeing how this works out for Bosa. And if he ends up being a top five pick and has a nice NFL career, players are going to take notice. And then in college basketball, I'm I'm a huge fan of Duke. And in recent years, they've recruited the the one and done players. And those guys have come in and, you know, they've been the, the best players in the ACC. And then they go off to the NBA. Now, on one side, I don't like it because I want to see them longer there. But at least I know that that Duke is getting the, the, the best players available. But now with the G League offering money, where college players, they, they don't have to sit around and go to class for a year. They can actually go out and make money right away. And they can go make uh, money off their you know sponsorships and their likeness as well if they go to the, the G League and then ultimately enter the NBA draft. So, so this is major for college sports. Now, from the, the professional side, I'm convinced this is great for both. Because we'll start in the NFL. Nick Bosa leaves. Well, he's preparing for their league and getting healthy and focusing on the draft. And, and he'll end up getting you know, more individualized coaching and, and, and focused on you know, the style of the NFL and all that sort of thing. Now, it's hard to take away from live game action and being a part of a team. And, and you want guys that are team-focused. So this isn't necessarily the best look for, for Nick Bosa in that regard. But I understand that that the money is available. You don't want to continue to be injured. You want to get healthy. You don't want to try to rush back for, for this college football season. You want to take the necessary time. So I understand it. So it's good on the NFL side, but it's bad for college sports. It is. I, I'm just concerned that this is going to open up a can, and, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see how other programs respond to this type of thing. And then in college basketball, I, I, you know, I don't think it's the worst thing if we see teams where you, you, know, you still have players that are going to play college basketball, and a lot of those guys, maybe they're not the one-and-done type players, so you actually build teams and they, they spend four years there. That could be really positive. But they're not, we're not going to watch the best talent. And so as fans, we'll have to change our mind a little bit on this. We're, we're going to have to look at the sport differently. Now, the other side of this is, and I've been convinced of this since I, w- since I recognized the issue, I think colleges should pay players to play. And I've been on that side for a long time. 
You're starting to hear more and more people on that that side of thinking. But but I'm convinced that the the colleges, especially at the top level, the the Dukes, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, they can pay players. And maybe it's only one or two players, but they can pay them. And then you can fill it out with scholarship players, the the, the rest of the roster. And and so the money is there. Or allow them to for their likeness. That's always the other side of things. Allow them to come to college and make money off of their likeness. So college sports are changing. So they, they either adjust and, and start opening up the bank for the players to stick around, or they're going to watch them leave early in, in college uh, or from to the NBA or to the NFL, both, both sides of it. So I'm convinced these are two huge stories from the week, and, and I think we've got to take notice as fans, be prepared for it. It's unfortunate that, that money gets, you know, it, it kind of messes with our sports. But, it, but it's, it's the reality. And I know people that have always said, ah, I don't watch professional sports because they're only playing for the money. Well, now that mentality is creeping in more and more to college sports, and the players are motivated the same way uh, because they're trying to get to the next level. And if they can get to the next level sooner, and now some of these doors are opening up the possibility for that, it, it, it could be a trend. It really could. And so uh, I'm convinced this is, a, this is a big deal. Would love to know your thoughts on this. There, there's a lot to unpack uh, I'm just giving you kind of the, the, the quick thoughts uh, that, that I've got today. Uh, but let me know what you think. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Bryce at unpackingit.com. I've got two other stories to, to share with you today and let you know what I'm convinced of. The next one, I'm convinced the Buffalo Bills never should have moved on from Tyrod Taylor. They should have never benched him last year for Nathan Peterman, and they should have never let him walk in the offseason. It was a huge mistake. And I'm also convinced that I've never heard fans and media members feel more sorry for a player than we all do for Nathan Peterman. Because last week he got sent out there and it was ugly again. And he, he must look great in practice because the coaches like him. They want him around. They, they want to put him out there. Last year, Sean McDermott wanted him to be the starter. And then he had the, I guess, five interception game. And so now he's been benched. For Derek Anderson, who, who hasn't done anything in years. He's just been a backup to Cam Newton. And even when he's gone in there to play in, in recent years, he hasn't done much. He, he hasn't, I mean, he, he's an older player. <laughs> he's been around a long time. He, he brings a lot to the sideline and to the, the QB meeting rooms. But now the Buffalo Bills are starting him this week. I, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing for the Bills. And, I, you know, for Derek Anderson, hey, he's hanging on. It reminds me of Vinny Testaverde years ago. But, but I, I'm just convinced, what were the Buffalo Bills thinking moving on from, from Tyrod Taylor? I, I'm, I'm convinced that was a big mistake. And, and now Cleveland, they moved on so quickly from him for Baker Mayfield because they had the number one pick. But if you're Buffalo, that's fine. You drafted Allen, and, and he can be your future quarterback, but now he's already banged up, probably not ready anyway. They should have had Tyrod Taylor. That, that, that story to me, it just, I don't know, it just fires me up. I, I just can't believe that all that, that went down. Uh, and I, I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor and Nathan Peterman and Derek Anderson that at this point he's expected to be a starter. He just wants to be a backup, get a paycheck, and kind of be a you know just a, a guy there on the sideline for whoever's starting. So my last one uh, before we take a break, I, I'm convinced that that Lakers fans and Kobe Bryant fans should absolutely embrace LeBron James. I can't believe that this is still an issue that the Kobe fans are still hesitant to root for LeBron James. And kind of make a confession. I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan when he played. And still am. 
And I'm a huge fan of LeBron James. I love watching the best players in the league. I, I, I root for them. I enjoy it. That's who I want to tune in and watch. And so, Lakers fans, you can stay, you know, you can still be loyal to Kobe Bryant and still embrace LeBron. He's on, he's on your team now. Now, if you're a Kobe Bryant fan and not a Lakers fan, all right, that's fine. You can, you can pick him over LeBron. But if you're a Lakers fan and a Kobe fan, you absolutely embrace LeBron. This is a, a, a special player. He's going to bring so much excitement and success to the Lakers this season. You, you got to jump on board. You, you really do. I, I'm convinced I'm on board, and, I, and I'm convinced you should join me. So that's what I'm convinced of this week. We'd love to know your thoughts. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Up next, we'll be joined by former NFL quarterback Jeff Kemp. Later on in the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. We're a show about sports, faith, and life, and we'll be joined by former NFL quarterback Jeff Kemp in just a moment. We're fired up because he's going to be with us on Monday for the third annual Unpacking It Golf Tournament. He's coming in to to play and be our speaker during the post-tournament banquet, And, and so it's taking place in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I know we've got listeners all over the country, and so not everybody can make it in. But if you want to support our event, uh, this is a huge fundraiser for Unpacking It Ministries. Uh, check out unpackingit.com slash golf, and you can participate in our online silent auction. So we've got memorabilia for NFL fans, golf fans, NASCAR fans, college basketball fans. Uh, we've got some awesome stuff. So check it out, unpackingit.com slash golf. Joining us now on Unpacking It is Jeff Kemp. He entered the NFL as a free agent QB in 1981 and played 11 seasons with the Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, and Eagles. He was the first of only six sets of father-son NFL quarterbacks as his dad, Jack Kemp, also played. Jeff is now a speaker and a servant leader who inspires and coaches others to turn obstacles into opportunity. He helps leaders and businesses build high-performing teams and tackle the blitzes and obstacles that entrepreneurs and companies face. He is the author of the book Facing the Blitz, and you can find out more at facingtheblitz.com. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Hey, Bryce, I'm well, and I'm, I'm pumped to be here with you. Look forward to this conversation. I've heard about your ministry, and it's going to be fun. All right. Well, we're, we're excited to, to have you, and, and we'll uh, hear a little bit about your, your story today. And, and I think your, your message can just be so uh, encouraging and challenging to all of us because we can identify with this concept of the Blitz. And so we'll get to that in a moment. But as we, we think back about your NFL career and, and you played quarterback in the, in the 80s and early 90s, what's the biggest difference between being a QB then compared to when you watch the, the quarterbacks in today's NFL? Well, the game has continued to advance, and it's more complicated. Um, obviously, it was intense and complicated when Bill Walsh was coaching it and Montana was running the 49ers, and uh, I was behind him for a year, and then uh, he got hurt, and I ended up having to play and had some crash courses in learning. But 
Um, it's advanced beyond that. I'm talking about um, the number of schemes, the number of plays, um, the way that the offense is run at the line of scrimmage is even more creative and aggressive these days than it used to be. Um, it's not a dramatically different game per se, but everything is kind of ratcheted up quite a bit. And I think the, the work that the um, quarterbacks put in um, is probably 10 or 20 hours more a week. There's so much more film study uh, by linebackers and quarterbacks, even in my day. And, and there were some maniacs back then. I remember linebackers who you know wouldn't fall asleep till they'd uh, watched five hours of, of video. Um, <laughs> But, you know, that, that's one aspect. Secondly, um, there's some protection for quarterbacks that we didn't have back then in terms of the refs, mm. but probably need it based on the size and speed of players continuing to increase all the time. Um, and then the game is, is somewhat different from a team standpoint because uh, the economy and the entertainment world and the money have made every individual player their own franchise. Um, kind of their own brand and it takes an, an, an epic effort by an incredibly visionary and talented coach to bring a group of individuals with that much success in their own individual brands uh, and superstardom into a humble and cohesive team and that's why I don't think you see teams win Super Bowls two years in a row very often it's, hold that, it's hard to hold that humility together for uh, very long after you win a Super Bowl no, that's a great point. Jeff Kemp, our, our guest right now on Unpacking It, he's a former NFL quarterback. And, and you talk about coaching. So you played for, for multiple teams in the NFL, multiple coaches. When you think back about the, the impact that they had on your life, what are some things that, that come to mind and, and some of the, the, the coaches that, that come to mind first? Well, the greatest coach I played for was Bill Walsh, um, a Hall of Fame coach of the 49ers and that West Coast offense a genius, oh, yeah. um, a fabulous, a fabulous, um, motivator. He made athletes, um, become professionals intellectually, not just physically. Um, and I, I you know, he'd cast a vision that you become a Super Bowl winning team year after year, the most in the decade. And then he would tie that to the fundamental details of, uh, the five step drop, the timing of the release, hmm. uh, how, how quickly the ball should be out of your hand. Um, and that is great leadership, a big, compelling vision, respect for all the individual roles, and then uh, paying attention to the detail. Um, and Mike Holmgren was my quarterback coach there, and uh, he, oh. he's a Super Bowl champion coach as well. Uh, did a great job uh, coaching quarterbacks. So I remember the coaches who cast a great vision um, that was so big, you, 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 there wasn't room for your own ego and your own uh, self to get in the way, but you want to be a part of it. So you would sacrifice and submit and serve and, and uh, pay the price. Um, I also remember coaches who communicated really well and frequently, but without many words. Hmm. And I think that's a good, that's a good principle for parents. That's a good principle for um, companies, CEOs and managers, uh, for co other coaches and leaders, high school or little league. Um, we need to over communicate with as few words as possible. And the way you do that wow. is by having a crystal clear word picture um, of what you want, uh, as opposed to a long lecture, or maybe you have an acronym. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Chuck Knox was our, our great coach of the Seahawks, and he used to use tons of little cliches. <laughs> and he said, hey now, 
uh, remember the six Ps. And all of a sudden, we, he didn't have to say anything else, but we knew that proper preparation prevents poor performance. Man. And so with, with, with one phrase, the six Ps, he reminded you that you better go out in the practice field and practice well or you won't win on Sunday. Um, and, and so that type of um, great coaching that frequently reminds you of the vision, the goals, and the standards, but doesn't have to waste a lot of words doing it. That's key. That's, that's a great perspective. I love it. Jeff Kemp, our guest right here on Unpacking It. He's a former NFL quarterback and now uh, is a speaker and an author. Facingtheblitz.com is his website and, and just a, a tremendous ministry. And so we, we want to jump into this because it's just a, a fascinating concept of, of facing the blitz, not only in, in sports, but in life and, and turning your obstacles into opportunity. And so I'm curious, how did you come up with, with this as your, your slogan and, and your message for not only your own life, but also for others? You know, I had a career of 11 years on Niners, Rams, Seahawks, Eagles. I was traded twice. Um, I was cut twice. I got to start for a Super Bowl champion team, although we didn't win it the year I was on the team. Um, had a lot of ups, a lot of downs. But the thing that people identify with when you get into a conversation, um, or, you know, over a meal or at a speech um, or at a men's retreat, they don't identify with Super Bowl rings and Monday night victories. They identify with getting cut. Hmm. They identify with getting benched. They, they identify with the indignity of losing your starting role or not making the team. Um, they identify with hearing a story about what, what it's like to have a 300-pounder coming in your face and then a couple 250-pound linebackers joining them and a 200-pound safety surprising you off the weak side and attacking you at full speed. Um, that's a blitz. The defense is throwing more people at you than normal. And it's a combination of both danger and opportunity. Hmm. Now, frankly, the problems in life, the losses in life, the wounds in life, the big stupid mistakes we make in life that have a lot of nasty consequences for us sometimes, those are things that most people just don't want to think about, talk about. They hope they don't happen, but you can't avoid them. Hmm. And, you know, I'm a Jesus follower. My life has been changed uh, at the end of college when I figured out that God's not just someone to say you believe in and um, think, you know, that would be nice if I get to go to heaven someday. But uh, God invented life. God invented me. Um, God fixed this screwed up world and my stupid selfishness and pride that messes things up. And Jesus is the solution who paid that price. And he's real. Amen. And, well, Amen. so Jesus has, has, has changed me. And if you think about Jesus— one of the things he told his, his followers was, hey, in this world, you're going to get blitzed. Hmm. But don't panic. I overcame the blitz. Meaning, in this world, you're going to have trouble. It's not going to be easy. You'll be attacked. But I've overcome this world. You can handle anything that comes your way. Even if you get killed, you will have life forever in the kingdom. Hmm. And, of course, Jesus under, underwent the worst blitz in, in history. Everyone thought it was going to be the conquering superstar, miracle-working king. And it turned out he knew his purpose was to be rejected and scorned and mocked and ridiculed and then crucified and buried and forgotten and looked at as a, as a failure. But three days later, he turned that blitz into the resurrection and our success so that anyone who accepts Jesus's price for our rebellion and sin has eternal life. Um, so Jesus took a blitz for us 
we're going to face blitzes in this world. And I think I just found out that it's best to come to people on the terms of the hard stuff in life and not share um, just superstar success stories, which I don't have a million of them. Obviously <laughs> playing the NFL is good, but um, so that, that, that's yeah. why um, facing the blitz, turning trials into triumphs um, and our obstacles can become opportunities. Um, problems can become positives. Uh, the worst thing that happened to you can become kind of your bridge to serve and help other people who go through that in the future. Amen. Jeff Kemp, our guest right now on Unpacking It. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, he's going to share the, the three strategies for turning trials into triumphs. We're also going to talk about relationships. He's Jeff Kemp. You're listening to Unpacking It. The place to hear athletes opening up about their true passions in life. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Fantasy football is the best. You compete with your friends and family all season long, and when you win, it's so exciting. I have won two rings myself, and as fun as fantasy football already is, What if we played with more purpose and meaning? Well, at Fantasy Football Fellowship, we created a way for you to have league meetings throughout the season to discuss how fantasy relates to our lives and the Bible. Each week, we have content, topics, and questions that allow fantasy owners to connect intentionally with each other and to God. We'll help your league have conversations about fantasy, faith, and life as you go from the draft to the championship. Play fantasy football and change your lives. Sign your league up today at fantasyfootballfellowship.com. Going beyond the field, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. We're in the middle of a conversation with former NFL quarterback Jeff Kemp here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson, broadcasting on the Sports Byline USA Network. And so thanks to all of our affiliates around the country and thanks to you as a listener. We greatly appreciate you tuning in each weekend and we're having a blast doing this show every week. And so uh, always love to hear from you. You can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Uh, also, before we get back to uh, Jeff, he's going to be our, our guest speaker on Monday for the Unpacking It Golf Tournament. And he's going to play. And we've got a big event in Charlotte. And this is our really biggest fundraiser of the year for Unpacking It Ministries. And I know not everybody can make it to the golf tournament or make it to Charlotte, but you can still be a part of the day by participating in the online silent auction. And so I mentioned it earlier, but I just want to let you know we've got a a UNC Roy Williams signed basketball. We've got a a signed Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. Uh, We've got Webb Simpson gear from the, you know, that he's had from the season. Uh, So a lot of good stuff. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Panthers, all sorts of different memorabilia that you can bid on. Uh, and then also we'll, we'll do a, a, a raffle a slash kind of more of a drawing uh, for uh, an unpacking it prize pack uh, for those that donate. Um, $18 gets you an entry 
into the drawing. And so you can find out more information about that on unpackingit.com slash golf. That's unpackingit.com slash golf. But we continue with Jeff Kemp right now. And, and Jeff, you, you've shared about the, the, the concept of facing the blitz. And, and I know a, a part of that is the value you place on relationships and, and how that allows us to even be able to handle the, the blitzes in our lives. How did you, I guess, learn that, understand that, and why is that so important to share with others? Uh, you ask big questions, Bryce. I'll, I'll see if I can uh, <laughs> pack, pack it all in as we're unpacking it. That's right. Um, okay, let's, let's quickly recap what happens in a blitz. Um, a great quarterback, um, you know, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, they're chomping at the bit. They want the defense to blitz them because it's not only danger in that crisis, it's also opportunity. they got man-to-man coverage. There's no free safety in the middle of the field. It's the best chance of the game to throw a bomb and hit a touchdown if you can get the ball off before they hit you. And you may end up on your back. Um, and have a, a you know a bruised jaw, but those six points from that touchdown pass are worth it. Okay, now the way teams beat the blitz is the quarterback and the receivers and the running backs who dive in front of linebackers and blitzing safeties are all on the same page relationally. Wow! And they've practiced many many times during the week prior to this, and they're ready to adapt to a situation that's a little bit different than they've ever seen before but they've been preparing for the unexpected and they have practiced some um, sight adjusts and some things that they do on the fly. And that's when the receiver changes his route. The quarterback changes his footwork. He gets rid of the ball more quickly. The running back doesn't run far out to the wide right. He dies in front of the linebacker and sacrifices himself to give the quarterback a half second longer. And all those relationships sacrificing together lead to a touchdown pass that turns the blitz into the greatest moment of the game. Now in life, you can't get through the crap that happens alone. Mm. You, you cannot recover from a huge moral failure um, alone, whether it's someone who offends and damages and abuses and hurts you or some big mistake or infidelity or crime or offense you commit to someone else. You can't get through those things. And we could also throw in um, recessions, bankruptcies, you know, losing your job, um, illnesses, cancer, um, a friend or a family member dying. You can't get through any of these blitzes alone. Hmm. First of all, God is with us, but we're not with him very often. So number one, a blitz is a time to turn to him. Mm. Cry out to him. Tell him the truth. Beg for his help. He's there and he wants to be there. Um, Secondly, you need a mentor or a coach, someone who's been down the road before, especially someone who's been in that same blitz before. They're the ones who are most empathetic and most experienced. But, you know, a lot of people are too proud or too insecure to ask for help. Mm. And then thirdly, um, if you're married, your most important teammate is your spouse you got to pull toward them. Even if your problem is pornography, you got to pull toward them and be honest. If you have close guy friends as a guy, you got to go through your blitz with them. I have two closest friends. Anything that I mess up on or that I'm praying about or I need help with, I tell it to them every Monday and they tell it to me. Mm. So relationships are central to facing blitzes. It's great. Jeff Kemp with us right here on Unpacking It. 
And his book is called Facing the Blitz. And, and he speaks around the country uh, about this topic. And, and so uh, j- just continue with, with this, this, this concept of, of the value of relationships. And, and I think, too, you, you mentioned our relationship with, with God and, and our reliance on him during these times. When you think back to your own life, how did you see God work? Maybe just pick a, 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 maybe the most recent blitz where you really just saw him work in your life practically. That, that can be an encouragement to somebody listening today. Oh, good. Good question. Um, I ran a nonprofit for 18 years after I retired from football. It was called Stronger Families. And I put my heart and soul and passion into it. And so many great donors and board members and volunteers helped us and staff to help us build the mission. And um, I was trying to expand it and grow it and do even more. It was located in the Northwest and it worked to strengthen marriage and fatherhood and families. And uh, in 2008 and nine, the economy got really rough. And so donations to nonprofits um, were reduced. Uh, We were trying to expand and spending more money at the time that the economy was shrinking. And we ended up in debt at the uh, beginning of 2010. And that's a blitz in a nonprofit because there's no fundraising in January, February, or March. It all happens in December. Um, so it was either close it down or come up with some creative approach. And in this blitz, the creative approach was, and I'd been through blitzes before, so I knew not to hide from it or shirk it or go around it, but to go straight into it and pray and ask God, tell the board how tough a shape we were in. Uh, they told me that we better be careful and not uh, continue in, in, in incurring debt. And so the answer to that situation was that I resigned the organization that I founded Wow! and I, I, my CEO who I just uh, hired a, a military general to help us expand into the military to help their marriages. He resigned along with me. I guess I would have fired him if he hadn't heard what I was doing and resigned with me, but <laughs> we both resigned. Um, and, uh, it's amazing. God helped me raise some funds to recapitalize. Um, that gentleman helped downsize the organization, um, over a couple of weeks and we gave the organization to a young man who had a vision for military ministry and he let go of all the other things we were doing and said, let's focus on one thing. And he built the organization. It's now four times as big, much more healthy, helping tons of military families. And I was set free. Hmm. So the blitz was tough. And I, and, and I hated the moment where I had to let people go and stuff. Um, and I didn't know what my future was, but when, as soon as I resigned, I started speaking all over the country nationally instead of running an organization in the Northwest. Wow. So that, that was a case where a blitz turned around and it didn't turn around immediately, you know, not a matter of days or hours or weeks, but over months. And now looking back on it, um, that was one of the, the greatest, um, launching pads for God's next steps for me, um, to go through that blitz. Let me give your people three quick strategies for blitzes. Number one, you need a long-term view of life. When you, when things get tough, don't just look at that circumstance, that moment, um, look at the long-term and always build your team. Never be a solo artist. Hmm. You know, if you're always building your network of friends and supporters and you're being a good teammate. Number two, you need to be willing to change. Quarterbacks change their steps, receivers change their routes. Uh, they adapt and they audibleize. They sight adjust. Well, we need to be willing to change, which means start becoming humble, learn how to apologize, learn how to forgive. Um, if you don't know God very well, get to know God. If you're proud and egotistical, cut it out and get humble because humble is the pathway to good things and pride is the path to crappy stuff, <laughs> bad stuff, dangerous stuff. 
Um, so be willing to change. Okay. Try something new and be new. Um, and God will help you do that. And number three, don't focus on yourself, focus on others. Mm. So start investing in other people by encouraging them and lifting their sights, um, becoming a relationship investor instead of a relationship consumer. Mm. And we're trained to be consumers, Bryce. Consumers are always trying to get what they can, but they, they end up spending the asset value and there's hardly anything left at the end of the day. Investors think about the long term and they bring value, add value. Uh, they do what's costly to themselves to make things better for the cause. And that's what a good husband does. That's what a good dad does. That's what a good friend does. He invests. He doesn't consume from that girl that he's dating. He doesn't consume sexually from his wife. He loves his wife so well that their sexual relationship um, is icing on the cake. Um, something that he's serving her with, not something he's taking. Uh, and the same would apply um, in relationships with our kids. We don't consume from our kids by saying, oh, I hope you make the team and I'm the starter and get a scholarship in college so I can brag to my friends and, and get a break on the tuition at college. That's a consumptive parent. Uh, an investor parent loves his kid for who he is, affirms their identity, which is their character, not their grades or their athletics uh, or their looks. Um, you, you know, you affirm their inside character and you serve them to make them a strong, independent su success. That's an investor parent. Love it. That's fantastic. Jeff Kemp, former NFL quarterback, now Facing the Blitz. It's a book. He speaks on the topic. And, and you can check out all of his content on facingtheblitz.com. Watch videos so that he can continue to encourage you. And, Jeff, we're excited to have you as our speaker at our Unpacking It Golf Tournament coming up on October 22nd in Charlotte. And so can't wait to uh, meet you there and, and to have other people have the opportunity to, uh, to meet you as well. So thanks for being with us on the, the radio show today. And, and we'll talk to you soon. And, and keep up the great work with, with everything that you're doing to serve the Lord. Hey, Bryce, thanks. I can't wait to be with you and uh, a whole bunch of great people on October 22nd. And I uh, appreciate what you're doing and I look forward to seeing some people live and also over at ChasingTheBlitz.com. Great stuff from Jeff Kemp. We're excited to see him at our golf tournament on Monday in Charlotte. And again, you can participate in the online silent auction right now. Go to unpackingit.com slash golf and, and be a part of this, this huge fundraiser for Unpacking It Ministries. And, and we'll, uh, we'll be out on the course on Monday, uh, and so greatly appreciate the support there. Uh, man, what a great conversation with Jeff. Uh, the, the big things that stood out to me, really that thing that he was talking about at the end, the, the concept where we're either a relationship investor or a relationship consumer. And wow, that, uh, that's convicting because regardless of what the relationship is, at home, at work, friends, wife, whatever it may be, we got to take an inventory of our own lives. Are we an investor or are we a consumer? Is it all about me? Is it all about others? And uh, are we really investing and, and caring for the, the people in our lives that we claim to care for? Uh, so that's good stuff. And then just the, the whole idea about the, the facing the blitz. I think we can all relate to difficulties and things coming out of nowhere, just like blitzes a lot of times come out of nowhere. Uh, and how do we respond when those those situations in life take place. So I hope you were encouraged by Jeff today. Up next, our final segment will be about 
fundamentals as a kicker and how it relates to our own lives. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. It's time for our final segment here on Unpacking It. We call the segment Unpack This, uh, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. This week, I want to finish things up with a thought about how something changed from one week to the next. So here we go. Green Bay Packers kicker Mason Crosby has been one of the league's more reliable kickers. But a couple of weeks ago, he uncharacteristically missed four field goals and an extra point. However, he bounced back from his slump by hitting four field goals and three extra points, which included a game-winning 27-yarder to beat the 49ers on Monday Night Football. After the game, Crosby explained to ESPN what the difference was by saying, I just went back to just my fundamentals and making sure that I stuck to that process. Kickers have a simple job. Kick the ball through the uprights, but sometimes they can overthink it, get out of rhythm, get distracted by the elements, or allow the defense to rattle them. By getting back to the fundamentals, Crosby was able to break the slump and help his team win. When it comes to our own faith journeys and our pursuit of a deeper relationship with Jesus, most of us can relate to sometimes being in a slump. Don't we occasionally feel like we're off, out of rhythm, overthinking it, or distracted? Don't we also go through the the wrong motions and overlook the basics? When we feel like we're missing the upright, so to speak, and uncharacteristically struggling to find a good balance and rhythm with the Lord, we must get back to the fundamentals. We don't have to overcomplicate things, but rather focus on what Jesus said is the greatest commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes we get off track and need to be reminded of the simplicity of loving God and loving people. When we do those two fundamental things, we can confidently rest in a fulfilling life of hitting it through the uprights. So I hope you're willing to unpack that. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA.